Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here, man, to celebrate. I don't want to sound like a dick, but we are. We're here to celebrate a firing and a new beginning to the Chicago Bulls organization. Man, before we get into all this, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. Follow my dude Goose at BullsScripted. And follow me at BuzzOnTapGoose. Bro, we woke up on Friday morning. And it was cool because right before we got on the air, you mentioned this. <laughs> I had a text message to you that was probably a book long and it just said, yay. How do you feel right now as a Chicago Bulls fan? I mean, I'm ecstatic right now. The morning was was weird because, you know, when you're waking up, you, you, you think, things are a little groggy still. You're not sure what's reality, what you were just dreaming about. I knew the conversation we were having wasn't like, at the greatest one, we were kind of talking about some bullshit going on in each other's lives. So I was like, the hell is he all excited about? And, you know, and I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see the Bulls have relieved Jim Boylan as head coach. And I had to, like, double, triple, quadruple take at their icon because it's got the mask on it right now. And it looks like some knockoff account. Maybe it's got that little V thing next to it, and it isn't really a check mark. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, did I get duped? And then I start scrolling, and I'm like, fuck, this is real. It's happening. Like, oh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I still don't feel like it's real. I was starting to get worried because KCJ was kind of worrying me with uh, his outlook. I, I don't know how you felt about his last article. I think it was still in July. Yeah. It was, it was July it 27th, was, I believe. Yeah, it was. And I felt scared. And even when we had KCJ on the show. KCJ alluded to us off the air that he thought something was coming. But if you read his shit, as time went on and as the changes were made, he's like, oh, oh my God, maybe this is true. Maybe, maybe Jerry won't let anything happen. And then when it finally happens, you're just kind of like, dude, okay. So I'm kind of glad that you and I stayed where we did. And what I mean by that is that I did not think Jim Boylan, after the bubble was not, uh, you know, during COVID and everything, which is just a horrible situation for everybody involved, but after the second bubble was not made, I I knew Jim Boylan would never coach a game for the Chicago Bulls again. Um, and I said that. I, I There's tweets. There's receipts. Um, I said, I don't think he'll coach another game. And then Joe Colley from the Sun-Times came out. And listen, man, whether we like it or not, he's got more insight than we do because he deals with the team every day. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm doubting it now. Good to see he's an asshole. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's just doing what he has to do for clicks. That's a good thing to see. Um, and the reason I'm attacking him like I am is because he tried to come at me on Twitter about some shit. Fuck you, Joe Colley. I'll smack the shit out of you at United Center. You're a dick. You make up sh- you make up shit for clickbaits. One thing that we do not do it on tap and at Bulls on Tap is make up shit for clicks. We're real fucking dudes with real opinions and that's it. And and you know what, Goose? Your and I opinion from the beginning, we should have never doubted it because we were right. No, I mean, the only thing that could have been standing in the way, which would have been the worst look as a franchise who decided to make all these changes in management – 
We're still going to pay John Paxson to be an advisor, but we're not going to pay Jim Boylan to go away. One of the cheapest contracts in the NBA. We're one of the most profitable franchises, not just in the NBA, but in all the fucking sports. And we can't afford to pay Jim Boylan less than $2 million a year to go away? No, 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 no. So you you didn't want to believe it. And I've always been one that I, I don't think the Bulls are as cheap as people make them out to be. The team is on a cap structure. Yeah, you can talk about luxury tax, but that's usually only contending teams. We've paid now the last five consecutive coaches in a row prematurely to go away to not coach the team. So historically speaking, we should have expected this. And all other sides, basketball decisions, which did you see that clip that I shared of Joe Cowley asking AK? Yeah, so, yeah so I did. did. Was there any financial or was there any reason with the players or it was a basketball decision, Joe? Well, blah, 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 blah. It was a basketball decision, Joe. Just just kept shooting them down like, dude, I know who you are. I know how slimy you are. I'm not giving you a soundbite. It was a basketball decision. And, Next. And I loved every piece of that, that interview. I Again, I think that made me feel kind of better about what we do here. We're, I know we've been gone for a while, but we're not going to put out fake content. Listen, we don't know when the draft's going to be. We don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm not going to sit out here like other Bulls podcasts and be like, oh, they're looking at this guy in free agency. Oh, they should look at this guy. Okay, yeah, dude, they should look at everybody. Okay? We're here right now because actual fucking news was broken. Okay? The, the, the franchise is going in a different direction. And AK, from that interview you just brought up, this comes full circle, is the dude that we thought he was, okay? He didn't give a fuck, he made the basketball decision, and now he's going to go and find somebody to help this young talent grow. He might be moving some pieces, okay, which is fine. I'm not tied to anybody on this team. I do love Zach and Lowry. I'd be upset to see them go, but I'm not going to bitch about it. I, again, when when AK was hired and you and I did the Bulls on tap about Eversley and, and AK, even AK before the Eversley episode, I said I'm putting all my trust in him. He still has my trust. Jim Boylan's gone. This franchise is heading in a different direction that we have seen in the past. It, it, it's a different feel, and I'm, I'm all for it. No, I mean... The wait sucked. When when it came down to it being on the last day of the regular season, it was kind of like, all right, maybe maybe this was a little planned. Um, and then, I mean, for me, though, I still just feel it was shittier to do it this way. Like, why did you make him vet Jim? Like, if you're ownership, you know this coach is horrible. You just fired the front office that hired him for hiring him. Like, Jim Boylan was the final dagger in what was Garpax. Why are you making this man right. come into work during a pandemic for several months when we all knew he was getting fired? And just, I don't know. I think that was more in poor taste than giving him a chance and stringing him along. I, I, I think that AK, personally, I think that AK wanted to appease his new bosses to a certain extent and i think that he was able to sell it on his due diligence of researching film i think that's a fair thing and if you watch the film and you watch the interactions between the fucking media and jim even local media bro 
and it was horrible. This guy is a PR nightmare, number one, as a head coach. Fucking PR nightmare. So let's start there. He cannot keep any of your players happy. So this is all the shit that AK is seeing and dealing with, right? He cannot keep any of your players fucking happy. And he can't win a ball game. It, it, it was yeah, written he literally story. brings nothing but a cheap contract and a puppet mentality. Exactly. And he was the puppet mentality for none other than John Boy. And John Boy, which if no one knows what I'm talking about, I've had a couple beers, guys, okay? I just got in the new house today. Finally closed on it yesterday. I've drank a lot of beers. But John Boy wanted to control this fucking team. Not just the franchise. He wanted to control what was going on in the fucking court, so he wanted to puppet. Right? That's why he's choked out Vinny Del Negro. That's why he couldn't get along with fucking Scott Skiles. That's why he couldn't deal with fucking Tibbs. I mean, do I have to keep going? Because I don't think I do. It, it, it's plain and simple. He lost his edge. He lost his power. And this franchise is in a new direction now. And I'm going to take that to the bank all day long. I am riding with it. People can be spec- uh, skeptical all that they want to be. But I'm not going to be, man. This is a new beginning. And new beginnings are cool and tough. And this is what this is. Yeah, well, this this is the final tour for Jim. I'm, I'm done on John. I don't think we have to touch packs too much anymore. I know uh, <laughs> you've got a mini vendetta for John. Uh, I don't think John was as bad as Gar. That's where we differ on our stances there. But, no, the, the direction that we're going... Um, I really, it's horrible to say, but I don't care who the new coach is. Um, I do. That's a lie. I want you to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's who I want. I'd be all right with saying Well, you don't want a fucking idiot running the team, you know? Like. See, but a lot of people are going, well, who's M.A. Udoka? Why, why would I want him? He doesn't have experience. I'm tired of people talking about, oh, he worked under Pop. Why is everybody He's up not there? the only one rumored. So that's the thing here. There is multiple. In, in years past, listen, we knew Tom Thibodeau was getting fucking hired when Tom Thibodeau was getting hired. Okay, we knew Fred Hoiberg was getting hired when fucking Fred Hoiberg got hired. Okay, we knew Vinny Del Negro was the top choice when Vinny Del Negro got hired. Okay, this front office is doing their due fucking diligence. So it's a very important thing. If Yudoka is in the fucking top five, then as fans, we need to do our due diligence to find out if this guy's got what it takes. That's my yeah, stance. That's, I mean, that's valid. And then nobody in the stands has been in a locker room with any of these coaches, at least not that I'm aware of. Um, if you have, let us know what it's like to play for one of these coaches because that's not an uh, experience that uh, <laughs> I can touch on. If you were a D1 athlete that crossed paths with one of these guys somewhere, hit us up, let us know. He's an asshole. Tell us. Um, but no, I. That, that, that's my pick personally just because – Eversley spent a year with him in that building. Uh, I think he's going to be that middle ground of, hey, he is an ex-NBA player. He has coaching experience as well, and he'll be that balance of old school, new school, and he'll understand. He'll be able to connect with the players, which is the biggest thing. It's a player's league, Um, and that's one thing that Jim Boylan never understood. He didn't understand that he was trying to tell people who make more money than him what to do, 
and he wasn't doing it very well, which made him look like an idiot consistently. And I'm just, I feel bad still ragging at him because now he's fired. But he also got like $4 million to go away, so I don't know why I feel bad. I, okay, so that's a, <laughs> that's a fair thing to say. And, and, and why you're fair is because you and I had the pleasure of having a conversation and meeting Jim Boylan. Jim's not a bad guy. He's not. He's an okay person. I, I, I don't have any ill will towards him as a human being. He was just really bad and cocky about his job. And that is why people get so turned off about him. Is because he thought he was... The, like, dude, like, listen, man. I'm, a, I'm 29 years old, right? I'm a grown motherfucking man. If I'm a professional athlete and you're telling me to drop down and give you 50, here's my balls, suck it. Like, I'm not doing that shit. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like, let's get on these guys' levels and let's adapt to the, not only the times, and I'm not trying to call the times softer now than they were, but, yeah. I w- you know, adapt. Be the good coach. Be the Popovich. You wanna, and he always talked about coaching under Pop, but he didn't use those philosophies to coach the teams that he had. And that's the problem. Jim's not a bad person. He just did not know how to balance it, and that's what separates you from a bad to a good to an elite coach. He just wasn't there. He was a bad coach. There was no good. There was no elite. It was just bad. You lose the trust of your players, you you lose the team. Especially your star players, you lose the team. That's it. It's, it's that simple. No, I mean, and after he called Zach out, Zach did start playing good basketball. So maybe uh, that was Jim's best best thing that he did as a Bulls coach was piss Zach. Levine like you're off. talking about, like the fucking Char- like the game he sucked yeah, in the I'm Charlotte about, game, right? Yep. The the three egregious mistakes that had Zach Levine pulled in the first three minutes um, because Zach Levine had 12 points scored on him or some shit like that. I'm trying to. Remember word for word what Zach, because Zach was pissed off after that game. Um, but I think that that was probably Boylan's best decision as a coach, was calling out Zach Levine because Zach went the fuck off and he said, I am not the problem. Uh, you can see what I can do. I'm the only reason we're in these games with this idiot, you know, running everything else. So I, I think Zach might have screwed himself, though. What do you, what do you think about the Zach situation? Do you think he's getting traded? Okay, so am I... As a fan, I am huge Zach Levine fan. And the reason why, and I just want to point this out, the reason why is because I love his work ethic. I love his confidence. That is somebody that wants to be good at their job. That is somebody that wants to be elite. And that is fucking respectable. You know, no matter what walk of life that you might be in, you might be a rich dude making six figures a year. You might be like me making fucking two pennies a year. I don't, I don't know. But that dude works hard at his craft, and it's respectable. I am all in with AK because I don't, and I've said this on the podcast before, I don't think Zach is a 1A. If I was able to land something that might be able to be a 1A one day, Sure. Do I think Zach Levine's trade value is that? No, I don't. I don't. He might be good. He might be able to score. He ain't going to get you no fucking first-round pick from some lottery team that's going, I mean, it might be a future pick, but not in 2021. 
or, or the twenty twenty. It's not happening. Um, I like Zach. I think Zach can have a part of this team, but I, I I do think that there needs to be a number one here, and I'll stand by that statement. Um, I don't want to see a move, but if AK and Mark Eversley think that is the move to make, I'm going to support my new front office. And uh, that's where I stand, period. No, I, I think you, you danced around it a little bit, but I think the point that you were trying to make is, like, right now is Zach's value is in a weird state where it's high enough to where we can have this conversation that maybe you add something on top of Zach and you can get one of those top-tier players. Um, you know, maybe he's part of a trade package that can get you that guy. But at the same time, trading him just to trade him, if you can't get that guy, doesn't make any sense either. And how much do you have to add on top of him to get that guy? His contract's good enough. If you have two max slots and Zach Levine on your team heading into 2021 free agency and the Bulls can prove that their core that's here is valid, the fuck are you doing? Um... I'm, Sorry, I'm taking I'm, a, I'm, I'm taking a, a selfie. Shut up. He's doing weird stuff, guys. Um, you know, if you can add two max players to Zach Levine, then, then you're definitely cooking with gas. So, no, Zach isn't that guy, and I don't know that his trade value is good enough to flip him in hopes of getting something as good without adding more to him, and that's where you – Kind of going to find that line of, is it too much? Uh, are we better off just riding with Zach, who is arguably a top 10, 15 scorer in the league, at least? So, no, I don't think they have an easy task, but I am really excited to see what they do. And I guess like you, I'm I'm just on board with it. I, I, I'm, I'm along for the ride, and I'm ready to start seeing some shit happen. Well, you have to be. You have to be on board. Well, again, I like Zach. I love Zach. I think he's a great player, but I'm not going to be rushing AK Mark Eversley to get us to the playoffs either. This is a new beginning. If you want to be a realistic fan, this is a new beginning. So if Zach is able to carry us to a good, decent record, or he's that flashy guy a la Monte Ellis that you kind of, he's better, I believe, but there's a lot of comparisons there. Um, if he's that guy that keeps the asses in the seats, or at least we have someone flashy, that's what we have. Okay, that's where I'm at, and I'm fine with it. I'm, uh, again, to reiterate what you just said, and I know you're going off my point, I am all in on AK and Mark Eversley. That's where I'm at as a fan, as a season ticket holder. That's where I'm at, and I'm going to continue to be there until they fuck me. Which, am I going to be, am I going to be like, you know, oh my God, they fucked me. No, look at every Chicago team here. The Cardinals just came back. After playing five games this year and whooped the shit out of the White Sox. The Bears are the fucking Bears, you know? Uh, I do feel, though, out of every team in Chicago, that this new front office, Goose, they're different. And I feel the difference. I don't. I, I, I really do want you to touch on that before I end this rant, but they're, they're different, dude. And I feel that. And I, I, I really think we're going somewhere. I, I, I do. I think we're going somewhere. In the future. I mean, obviously it's not going to happen right away. But in the future, I think that this duo and this staff can build a championship contender. I mean, I don't know if I'm that. 
I'm that hyped yet. I mean, they they just made the obvious choice of getting rid of Jim. Um, that that's that that was that was an easy one. But I, I want to see this draft. AK is representing the Bulls in the lottery, so hopefully he stays hot and he brings us some good luck. But I find that a little interesting. I'm looking at you in a Sox hat and shirt right now, and you, you're saying that the Bulls front office is giving you more hope than what's going on over there. That's that's interesting. I mean, I guess you're relying on two of Jerry's teams to do something for you, so you might just be fucking yourself overall. You might talk about well, toaster bath, brother. I'm about to take one, okay? <laughs> but, no, I mean, that's some pretty high praise. I, I, I need to see a little bit more. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do this offseason with the cap coming down with this free agency for this year at least not being the greatest. Maybe you can trade Sadoransky or Thad Young to a team in a mutually beneficial deal while you just swap some players that fit better uh, for the respective teams involved. Yep. And let's let's see how they balance some of that stuff. Outside of that, I think we're going to get a lot of the same roster just because but, the cap is coming down. But again, you have to be okay with that. I mean, the circumstances... I'm good. Right. Well, I, I, I'm not you. I'm talking about, like, fans. Listen, you're more educated. I mean, and no offense to anybody, but you're more educated than the normal fan. I'd like to think I am. That's the whole reason we started a fucking podcast. You know, I mean, not just to review the games, but to give our takes because we we really put a lot into these teams. I'm not so upset right now because I have to look at COVID, okay? I have to look at the fucking change that the front office made. I have to look that there's a new head coach coming in. You have to look at this young talent that you have and see, are they the real deal Holyfield? I don't fucking know. I'm going to watch it play out, and I'm going to be patient because that's fair to Eversley and AK. That's what's fair, and that's what I'm going to do, and I think that's fair for all Bulls fans, and I want all Bulls fans to do that because you could sit here like a lot of our fucking – you know, a lot of our, um, I, I cannot think of the word right now, and I don't know why, but all, all of our other Bulls podcasts that are out there that are, oh, well, you know, it took them this long to do it. It's just the same old shit. It's the same old stuff. Listen, dude, you want to be pessimistic. Listen, I'm a fucking Bears fan. I'm a White Sox fan. I ain't got shit. I got nothing. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about this, and the reason I'm excited is because I feel like with how big of an NBA fan I am and, like, how good Denver looked, that could be us. That could be us. And if we're able to land a star player because Mark Eversley wants to make the Bulls cool again, then, man, I'm riding it. One, two years, we suck, and we're trying to fucking figure it out. I'm cool. I am fucking cool. Adam Silver want to make the Bulls cool again. Oh, I'm sure he does. I mean, Chicago is a huge market. Is he going to give us a bone? We get in the top four pick. What's what's going on? You and I. It, it, I'll tell you something right now. If there is a heaven, and I'm able to get there one day, I'm putting. <laughs> I am. Oh, it's, there's a lot of it, lot of questions. Yeah, it's it's getting deep. I am going to put God or Jesus in jail for about twelve hours, and the reason why is because you and I should be together on fucking draft lottery or draft night. And because of this fucking pandemic, we won't be. And that is a fucking highway robbery of not only great content, 
but great friends hanging out and having a good time. If, if they choose seven, I'm going to have to fucking put you in my will to take care of my kids because I'm going to die. Toaster bath, done. I don't give a fuck anymore. Goose will be the new buzz, and Goose will be taking care of little buzzes. Buzz, man. Yes. It's gonna, oh. I'm going to flip the fuck out. I, I can't believe you just said that you were going to put... <laughs> put, put the holy man on trial for not allowing us to be together for the lottery well, in the draft. Not right? the re- not the real god. It's the basketball god. There, you know, I believe that there's a bunch of gods, man. You know, like there's a bunch of them. And the basketball god better fucking hit us up this time. Neither, but you know, I guess that just speaks to how passionate you are about this. And yeah, I mean that that really does suck. This is gonna be the first time in four years, three years. Right. It's going to be the first time in three years we're not together in some capacity. And that and that's really fucking upsetting to me because you and I met on Twitter. Just for people that don't know, you and I met on Twitter talking about the Bulls. I think that we hit it off so much because we have a lot of the same uh, takes. And don't get me wrong. We have different takes on things, but we the same morals of where we want the team to be. And this is the first time in three years that we're not going to be together. Me, you, or Juice are going to be together in some capacity for this shit. Draft and or draft lottery. And that's what really sucks. So I'm really hoping that maybe if we're not together, the basketball gods are like, okay, well, these drunk morons will respect this even more because they're not together. We're going to give you number one. Take that, bitch. You'll be happy now, and it'll be all be great. That's what I'm hoping happens. No, I mean, I posted it earlier. The Bulls have not had a pick higher than seven since Derrick Rose in 2008. So we really have had bad luck. We started fourth last year and ended up seventh. Uh, the year before that, we started sixth and ended up seventh. This year, we're starting seventh. And obviously, we traded Jimmy Butler to get Lowry Markin in. So hopefully, these odds finally turn around. I know Fred somewhere counting sevens out the out his ass because <laughs> this is the third seven in a row. We're starting seven this year. We have a 7.5% chance at the first pick overall. Um, I don't know how many, yeah, I guess it's not the 2021 draft. So seven doesn't go into that three times. So that doesn't work, but I know he is doing some Da Vinci code stuff and I hope his curse is broken here too, because we need it. Uh, a lot of the young teams that we're competing with have multiple top five picks that they're building around, and we've got the Butler trade and a whole bunch of sevens. So right. we can hit that jackpot. We've rid ourselves of Jim Boylan. We have a front office that is saying words like, we're aiming for a championship, which we haven't heard in a while. We've heard young and athletic. And playoffs. And playoffs. It's not hard to make the playoffs in the NBA. I want to I throw that out there. It's not hard. Not in the East. I think what I think the Magic are like. Was it the Magic or the Nets? They're like five games under five hundred. They were yeah, I, yeah. It was the Magic. Yeah. Five games under five hundred. And they're going to be the A seed in the playoffs. Yeah. The Wizards into the bubble and they left with a worse winning percentage than the Bulls. They're more games back from being in the playoffs than the Bulls are. Yep. And they went to the bubble. Yep. Um. <laughs> so the East is terrible. So I am excited for next season, and we did this last year, but. I think we really have a reason to uh, be excited for next year and the years to come. I I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, New beginnings are always exciting 
and new beginnings are always optimistic. And around here, at least for you and I, as brothers, as, as people that love the Bulls and just what we are, head coach head coaching, we've been optimistic for the last couple of years with that. New beginning, new starts, new results. And that's where I think the Bulls are on their way to. I know I'm passionate about it, and I could be wrong, guys. I mean, fucking A, man. Goose, I could be wrong right now. We could suck dick. And this can be a complete fucking waste of our time recording this. Right, right. Well, it could be a complete waste of our time recording this shit, doing anything to do with Bulls basketball. It could be a waste of our time. But this time, dude, I don't believe it is. I have no qualms, no questions. I think that AK and Mark Eversley know what good talent is. I think they know how to find it in the draft. I think they know how to find it in free agency. There's always a little bit of luck involved, but I think that these guys can make it happen. And that's where I'm going to stand, dude. That's where I stand, and I'm very excited. You know, God, for, you know, hopefully COVID, you know, kind of takes a little bit of a chill pill on us, and we can get to see basketball like this again. But I think the Bulls are going to be a problem in about three years. I give AK that long. I give three years. I think they're going to be a problem. I. I... I hope by a problem you mean like contention because we we need to be in the playoffs in bare minimum two or I'm gonna cry. But we'll play again. I I gotta go back to what I just said. Play- oh, I know. I know. Playoffs aren't the goal. Right. I swear, if we are in the lottery for six straight years, I am going to join you in a bath with a toaster. I want that. Is that a recording? Do we have a tech guy? Do we have a tech guy? Is this guy joining me in a bath? Because I'm fucking super excited right now. Do we have that? That's recorded. That that's forever. That's forever. Okay, just wanted to make sure that is forever. We're taking a bath together. Fantastic. That's what you get on Bulls on Tap. <laughs> we we like to take baths, man. <laughs> oh my god, I'm in the new crib right now. I've never recorded down here. It's the first time I've recorded. Since I've been doing this whole moving process, and this was a great motherfucking episode. I've had laughs. I farted like nine times while my mic was on mute because of the fucking Lou Malnati's pizza I'm eating. We're talking about Jim Boylan getting fired. We're, you know what? Before we leave the people, who are you pulling for, man? Because I'm sure people want to hear that. You're a huge voice in Bulls Twitter. I am not as big as a voice as you are in Bulls Twitter, but I'm up there. I'm not up there. I'm not up there at all. But I, people do... Maybe, hopefully, listen to shit I say. But you are a huge voice in Bulls Twitter. Who are you pulling for, man? Do you have a preference? Are you just going to kind of ride it with with the front office and be like, whatever happens, happens? Well, like I kind of touched on for me, I want M.A. Udoka. I think his connection... Is that your guy? Like, off the... That's my guy. That's been my guy the last few podcasts. But in that same breath, we touch on it. I've never been in a locker room with these guys. I've never played with or for... I only know hearsay, so I do. We do have to trust this front office. Uh, two of the names, at least, that we are connected to, uh, three and Adrian Griffin. Since some of the off-court stuff has been cleared up, I don't know exactly what the situation with his ex-wife is, uh, but his kids are standing behind him and saying that she is accusing him of stuff that is not valid. Um, so Adrian Griffin should still be on, you know, the radar of the Chicago Bulls. You have him, who played college basketball with AK. Um, we have Ime Udoka, who was in the same building as Mark Eversley. 
And then you have Wes Unseld Jr., who is an assistant coach from Denver, who obviously has connections to AK. Um, and then you have the known commodities like Kenny Atkinson. I don't know if they're going to call Dave Yeager up. Um, I know people keep saying Mark Jackson. Let's calm down on the Mark Jackson shit. There's a uh, we we we've been saying it together since the podcast started, but there's a reason man doesn't have a job. Okay, there's a reason. I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'd like to say people can change, and I put out a tweet a couple months ago when KD came out and pretty much said for the Nets that they wanted Mark Jackson, and I was like, you know what? Good for him. KD is going to use his pull to get him another chance. And somebody sent me a notes list of just all the weird stuff that Mark Jackson did while he was with the Warriors. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, you know, I know this isn't verified, but even like if three of the things on this list are accurate, pass. I don't want that guy around. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Dave Yeager train. Um, I do like Yudoka, though, because I am very interested. I do like Adrian Griffin a lot. Um I do think, however, as, as, as shitty as this is to say, the um, publicity, not publicity, but the news around Adrian Griffin right now, whether it's true or not, I think you can agree with me on this, it's going to hurt him. They, they don't want – I'm sure the Bulls aren't trying to fucking you know, deal with anything that can hurt their image at this point, and I, I think that's unfair to Adrian Griffin. I hope he gets a fair shake. But I'm, I'm on Team Hidoka, and I'm on Team Dave Yeager. And the reason I'm on Team Dave Yeager is because I've watched Dave Yeager do it with the young team, and I've watched Dave Yeager do it with veterans. That is why I am on that train. Also, no, we haven't seen him. We have, this is me assuming. The, uh, no, he better be. Unless there's more to why he got fired in Sacramento right. than trying to win instead of develop the young talent. Right, yep. Unless the big scandal there that we didn't hear about that's being kept under wraps, Yep. I don't know why he would not be considered. And he should be. You Again, you've watched it. Again, unless he did something real fucking bad that we don't know about. You watch somebody do it with young talent. You watch somebody do it with fucking veterans. That's somebody you need to look at. Um, I do like Yudoka, though, because of things that I've read about him. So those two I'd be happy walking away with. Um, I, I hope our listeners tweeted us after this episode drops. We've gotten some great numbers over the last, um, you know, I know we haven't put an episode out in almost a month. But, um, you know, we've gotten great numbers. I know you guys are starved for Bulls content. But here we're not going to put out bullshit. We want to talk about real things. And, and this is real things, man. We've got a fucking change on the horizon. We've got two diehard Bulls fans here that are – that are all in and um hopefully one of the you know hopefully one of these guys that have been rumored or you know even the jaeger thing who has not been rumored are considered and we're on a new path and that that's where i'm at as a bulls fan man that's where i'm at i'm excited i'm sure you've got a lot of stuff to get done over there with the uh whole moving in process is we get some more information on who they are interviewing. They said the process was starting immediately. Yep. Um, we had another coach get fired, though. So we are going to be competing with the Pelicans for all the coaching candidates out there. Chicago's a great place, historic team, but we don't have Zion Williamson. No, we do not. So we might be in a line there, uh, which was my one gripe with 
waiting and not kind of getting a jump on it and maybe getting something verbally agreed to that nobody knows about. Um, but outside of that, we're, we're going to see who they, there's going to be names where we're going to have legitimate names of interviews coming. The season just finished. No other games. Playoffs are set. Udoka is going to be available quick because Simmons out of the playoffs. So I think this is going to happen quick. Um, but diligently quick, quick enough to where they're here for the draft process, but not so quick that we just rushed. Right. Like it's not so quick that you're going to be influenced, but it's going to be quick that we know what's going on heading into next year. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that's going to happen. Well, as far as, as far as anything else bulls related, man, I don't have anything to say. Is there anything you want to touch on going on in the bubble? Or, or, no, or no, I know you're a fucking freak like me and you watch all these games. Um, what do you think about that, man? I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but the bubble has been nothing but a success. And the bubble has been nothing, nothing but entertaining basketball. No, I think it's interesting to see this open gym tournament style setting. Um, I feel the intensity's turned up and... Some players might actually play a lot better without the crowd in their face. So I think that's an interesting aspect going into the play uh, playoffs. I like said playground uh, <laughs> going into the playground with a neutral, <laughs> neutral zone. You know, you don't really have home court advantage. Being the one seed is irrelevant. We're going to get Lakers Blazers in a one eight seed matchup and there's no home court advantage. They're just going to say home and away on the scoreboard. But you're not going to have those influences. And I think for a player like LeBron James, that's actually a detractor. He plays for that. He lives for that. At this point of his career, that extra pressure is what fuels him. So having that taken away for him, I feel is going to affect his game the wrong way as for players like Gary Trent Jr., who we've seen taken off. Not having a crowd factor for these younger guys who are not used to this pressure, it's a relief. They're just out there playing, talking trash. And that's a, good that's a great point to put out, dude. These guys don't have to worry about assholes like us in the crowd. Be like, dude, what are you doing? They're playing their game, and they're excelling at their game. It's amazing to watch. The I love being in the crowd. You and I have been in the crowd together. I love being in the crowd, but I'll tell you what. Hearing these guys talk and watching this pure basketball has been a treat. It, it really has. Would I rather have things go back to normal? Of course. Of course I would. But the NBA, the NHL, they did it right. This is the purest that you can watch the sport, and it's been nothing but a major success. No, I'm, I could not be more thrilled with how they put it together. I was really skeptical. I thought they were going to be pumping in phony crowd noises like they were talking about doing. Um, the virtual fans are kind of cool. You're seeing family members, which is the, the part that does suck about this for me is these players are completely secluded, like on an island, away from their families. Uh, and they are going to get to get their close family in after the first round, the start of the second round of the playoffs. Uh, they will be able to have family come in. So luckily that break is coming uh, for the players because I can't imagine just being trapped away from your family for that long. But um, outside of that, the bubble has been 
executed flawlessly. And I think seeing how this has played out gives me hope that we don't have to worry about the season getting canceled next year, even if they have to do uh, a multiple bubble, you know, take breaks in between these mini tournament bubbles where you have teams on site. I think that they will find a way to get this done uh, regardless because of the success that they've had this going on. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I do want to make one more shout-out here to Damian Lillard for winning the MVP of the bubble. Um, Golden Mask Award. Hot, hot take, Damian Lillard is the best point guard I've watched since Prime D. Rose. I'll throw it out okay. there. Kyrie Irving, and you know my thoughts on him. He could suck it. He's fucking terrible. Um, I think he's overrated. Um, I'll say it right now. I think he's overrated. I think Kyrie, yeah, he's got he's got sick handles, bro. He's overrated. He always has been. He always will be. Um, Damian Lillard was fucking fantastic. Uh, I got to watch a couple Blazers games. That dude is something else. He He's a killer. And in basketball, watching dudes like him makes a treat even better. But uh, that's all I got for this episode, man. If you got anything to close this shit out with, go ahead, and uh, we'll, we'll lead it out on the sunset. Uh, everybody crack him. Jim's gone. Uh, the future is brighter than it's been in a long time new front office new head coach uh the last front office didn't do a horrible job drafting the last few years so we've got things in order and uh finally reason to believe let's uh let's get a fucking coach absolutely Everybody be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. Follow my dude Goose at BullsScripted and follow me at BuzzOnTap. We'll be back when we're back. Anytime any breaking Bulls news breaks, we're here. And uh, this was a fun one to record because optimism is in the air. So we'll lead it out with Let's Go Bulls.